Hi, everyone. This is Brian K. Wright. You're about to hear Success Profiles Radio. I just want to take a moment before the show to share with you our new sponsor. I've been working with BestRadioTravel.com to bring the lowest hotel prices to my loyal listeners. Stay tuned during the upcoming show to hear more about how you can save 15 to 30% off your hotel rates. Now let's start the show. It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a fantastic and amazing show. I'll be introducing my guests shortly, and I promise this will be fun and informative. It'll be a terrific show. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I usually do this every single week. I've been thinking a lot about affirming others and giving them positive energy because I feel blessed when I have a chance to share and acknowledge other people's gifts. A few months ago, I got to receive a ton of love as I celebrated my birthday. The outpouring of messages on Facebook, LinkedIn, and by text was really humbling. But my favorite moment came when I received a birthday card from my parents. Usually we exchange funny cards, but this year they sent me one of those I believe in you types of cards. It happened at the perfect time, and I am so appreciative. As a result, I want to encourage everyone to express that sentiment to someone you value in your life, whether it's your kids, your parents, your spouse, your significant other, or anyone else you value greatly. Many people don't express things such as I love you, I believe in you, or I'm proud of you because they think the other person just knows. I'm here to tell you, no, they don't. Not always. You might be mortified to learn that someone you care deeply about doesn't know the extent of love and appreciate you have toward them because you never got around to saying it and neither did anyone else. So here's the challenge for today. Tell them today you will make a big difference in someone's life. If you just simply share an affirmation such as I love you, I believe in you, or I'm proud of you, you'll be so glad you did and so will they because there will be a day where you will no longer have that opportunity. So don't waste a chance. Do it today. With all this in mind, I want to introduce my very special guest. His name is Rich Cardona. Let me tell you about him. Rich is a retired Marine Corps aviator who at 34 left the service after spending exactly half of his life in it. He tried the corporate route at Amazon and going back to school to earn his MBA at USC, only to realize his life was nothing like he wanted it to be. He quit his lucrative job at Amazon, moved in with his in-laws, and began following his curiosity in videography. This led to discovering his true passion, interviewing leaders, high-growth entrepreneurs, and much more. His second undying passion is leadership development, which has always been an innate ability for him. And finally, he has a passion for veteran advocacy. He's also the founder of Rich Cardona Media, which is a firm which creates personal branding content, written audio and visual for businesses to increase their visibility and attract the right clients to them. We will discuss all of this and so much more in the show today. And here we are with my very special guest, Rich Cardona. Rich, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Brian, thank you so, so much for having me. Happy belated birthday. <laughs> I, I am thrilled to be here and uh, I, I'm just you know, very, very grateful for the opportunity to to share anything I, I can to your audience that, that may make a difference in their lives. Awesome. And I also want to say to you, thank you so much for your service to our country. It's greatly appreciated. Thanks for your support. 
Hey, you're so welcome. So the first thing I always ask about first is tell us a little bit about your background, your backstory. You've got a very interesting backstory to talk about. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'll start with this. Uh, in high school, I was, I, I'll just start there and don't worry, it's going to be pretty brief so we could get into the, the real nuts and bolts. But in high right. school, I knew I was getting nowhere. Um, I, my, my personal life and my social life uh, took precedence over anything else, uh, academics, uh, just, just all of that. And I, I knew I was going down the, the wrong road and I was getting in a little bit of trouble. I, I still somehow maintained good grades, but you know, it was a time where I realized that my parents weren't likely going to be able to afford to send me to school. And I didn't think that I should go to school anyway. I, I just knew how restless I was. Um, I was still exploring and growing up. And I mean, I just don't think you're an adult at 17 or 18, like people used to talk about, <laughs> uh, you know, back then. Right. So, so I d enlisted in the Marine Corps and I, I said to myself, okay, four years, four years, I'm going to get discipline. I'm going to have I, you know, you tell yourself these things. I'm going to get character and then I'm going to get out. And I'm going to have money for school. That way I get almost, almost like kind of say, see, I told you so to my parents, even though they right. always had faith in me. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, I just wanted to, to do it my way. Um, well, you know, things changed. Three years in 9-11 happened. I was uh, deployed in Okinawa, Japan at the time, and I was in an infantry unit. I, I watched the second plane hit. All of us were in a room together, a uh, bunch of Marines. And as soon as that second one hit, we all went to our rooms. We started making some calls and we're like, you probably won't hear from us for a while. And within 48 hours, we're, we were on a boat. Uh, so fast forward 14 years later, uh, somehow I you know, kept doing well enough to where I got uh, an officer. Uh, I got accepted into an officer ascension program. I got to go to school. I went to Florida State University, got two degrees in a couple years, uh, finished that up. I got commissioned as a lieutenant in the Marine Corps, and then I started flight school. Next thing I know, I'm flying uh, combat helicopters, uh, the Hueys to be exact, uh, in Afghanistan. And then I'm retiring. And it was just a whirlwind. And like you said in the intro, it was exactly half my life. And I just find that incredible. Half of my entire life at that time was spent serving my country. And I didn't look at it as this patriotic duty. I just looked at it as, you know, this, this kind of calling where I needed to be and what I wanted yeah. to do. Um, like you said, I got my MBA at USC. I thought I needed an MBA to be marketable. The truth is I didn't. Uh, and I, I got it. And I still to this day, I mean, I apply a couple things, but MBA is more about relationships and the language. And I got that. Okay. But, you know, looking back, could I have maybe made a better decision? Yes. But I had no idea where I was going. So that landed me a job at Amazon. And ironically enough, today is Prime Day. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so I went to Amazon and just you know, I don't really make any, um, you know, I, I don't try and sugarcoat this at all. My leadership expectations were high because I came from the Marine Corps where I served with the best leaders, um, you know, I could ever imagine. And uh, my leader, my leadership expectations were not met, uh, simply not met, even with some of the veterans that were in the company. Um, you know, it, it was just it was just an interesting situation where I always felt out of shape. And I led with some of my military leadership and a combination of just what I like to consider very, very high emotional intelligence. Yeah. And it led to very good numbers, very good metrics, very good everything. But I never felt good. 
I never, my, my, I'm, I'm in Boston right now, by the way, with uh, visiting my sister. My parents are here. My niece and nephew are here. My, my mom said to me, when we visited you in Austin, where I was when I worked for Amazon, she goes, you always seemed upset with me. Or when, I, when you would leave for work, you always seemed upset with me. And now I know you were just miserable. And I'm like, well, that's right. So I took things into my own hands and here we are. Wow. And you know, some companies, when you work in those companies, they still feel like high school. And you think, come on now, really? I mean, let's grow up here a little bit. And and I love what, what you said about how your leadership expectations weren't met. I've worked in companies, too, where I felt like uh, you're my manager, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's funny you say that because it's not narcissistic it's not arrogant it's no the 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 basis of leadership for me is to consistently be challenged and to know that i am not qualified to do what you do so mm -hmm. i am latching onto you for tutelage for mentorship for guidance and for growth and if i'm not getting that it becomes boring yeah. And and I seek it out, and and that's and and that's just who I am, and I love to redistribute whatever I have in my leadership toolbox to accelerate the learning curve of young leaders. I mean, yeah. that's why I'm here. Absolutely, that's what, that's what I do. Yeah, you mentioned leadership in the military. I want to ask, what did being in the military teach you about running a business? <sighs> very very interesting. So, being in the military. You know, as as many people that complain about being in the military when you're in it, the longer you're out, the more you miss it, uh, mm. if, if, if that makes sense. So what you miss is some of the structure, some of the rigidity, some of the, I don't want to say instant obedience to orders, but the rank and file system is very true. Uh, I mean, as a captain or a senior captain in the Marine Corps, I, I know I could say X, Y, Z to this lieutenant, that sergeant, that staff sergeant, this corporal, and it gets done. And if not, then I'm able to kind of, uh, you know, just impart uh, some corrective measures or have those tough conversations and, and a, a lot different than I do in the outside world, of course. But, you know, you kind of miss that. But what applies to the business world that the military has to offer is simply the organizational kind of aptitude for excellence and just the determination for excellence. I just had a conversation with my editor this morning who uh, was slightly late on a project deliverable for a client. And I said, we need to be brilliant in the basics. And actually, I would probably say that is my biggest takeaway from the military. You have to be brilliant at the basics before you could even start to think bigger. And before you could even start to get, uh, you know, what's the word, get, get, cute with it and, and try new things. If you're not brilliant in the basics, no one cares. So if I'm a pilot and I can't even make it to my target area on time, you know, two minutes before the engagement and the ground unit is waiting and just wants to know everything's going to be good to go and that they have their escort, that they have their close air support, what are they going to think? So you have to be brilliant at the basics before you could start to expand and, and, and take, take on bigger and they you know take on bigger challenges and yeah. just go for it. That is absolutely brilliant. I love that. Be brilliant to the basics. We've got less than two minutes to our first break. So I want to ask, why did you decide to be an entrepreneur? And what, do you, what were some of the big misconceptions you had about that? I, I cannot wait to talk about this uh, at length, but I'll give you the short and sweet with the time constraint. Is yeah. it? I, I became an entrepreneur in, in a manner I would suggest no one become an entrepreneur, and that is by allowing the culmination of my digression in, or my, you know, 
my kind of what's the word I'm looking for reduction in, in, in my leadership abilities, my character abilities. I was becoming someone I didn't want to be. I was disgruntled. I was upset. I felt trapped. And all of it came to a tipping point where I just said that that's it. And I quit. And that's probably not the way to do it, but it's how I did it. Did you have a plan? No plan. And I can't wait to talk about that either. <laughs> so no I've, plan, no plan. I've done that too. So this will be fun. We've yeah. got uh, just a few seconds before the break, we are talking with Rich Cardona. This is going to be a brilliant conversation. And my big takeaway from this first segment it was be brilliant at the basics. And a lot of people want to jump 10 steps ahead and be brilliant at everything else. But if you haven't mastered the foundation, it doesn't matter what the riff looks like. We'll come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Rich Cardona. And we will return. And we're just going to have an amazing conversation about leadership, about uh, just a lot of things, branding and much more. We'll come right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Hi, everyone. This is Brian K. Wright, Success Profiles Radio, and I just want to let you know something. Toginet Radio is partnered with one of the largest travel booking engines in the world to offer savings of 15 to 30% or more on hotel booking fees, through our own web portal, www.bestradiotravel.com. Discover the discount you can receive by going to bestradiotravel.com forward slash Brian, that's B-R-I-A-N, to see for yourself. This is a custom booking site for the listeners of my show through Toginet Radio. We've negotiated special rates just for you at over 650,000 hotels worldwide to save our customers money. Our members leverage our massive buying power to save thousands of dollars by booking with us. Bestradiotravel.com can beat the best prices offered by any other major travel booking website. Please go to www.bestradiotravel.com forward slash Brian. Sign up and enjoy the discounts right now. Once again, that is bestradiotravel.com forward slash Brian. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.brianckwright.com for more information. Once again, that's brianckwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. We are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. And my very special guest this week is Rich Cardona. And if you have not gotten my book, it's called Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers. It's available on Amazon, on barnesandnoble.com, in Barnes & Noble stores. And if you don't find it there, ask them to order it for you. It's amazing. And it's a compilation of some of my best interviews from the early years of the show, including Darren Hardy, Tom Ziegler, Sharon Lecter, uh, uh, 
so many amazing people. Don Green from the Napoleon Hill Foundation, Jack Canfield, some of my favorite interviews of all time. And I'm getting great feedback about that even still today. So, Rich, let me ask you, you served in the Marine Corps and now you've served in the private sector. Was the transition difficult? The transition is incredibly difficult. And uh, we had a chance to, to speak very briefly. And I mentioned the word tribe. Um, you lose your tribe uh, almost instantaneously. There, there's a lot of veteran organizations out there, some very, very good organizations out there um, that want to help. But the truth is the transition, I, I would say no matter how prepared you are, it's, it's, it's very much culture shock. Um, and, I, and, and let me just clarify something. We, we don't get out and think we're going to go into a company and lead the way we led in the military. We right. don't think we're going to go behave the way we behaved in the military. We are simply trying to assert ourselves as someone who could provide value. And the biggest challenge of transitioning out of the military into the private sector is translating that value and not having any, you know, questionable stigmas attached to you, whether it be mental health, whether it be working too hard, which believe it or not, that's intimidating to some hiring managers, yeah. uh, you know, and, and all these different factors. But the transition is very, very difficult. And, and one thing I want to tell you, Brian, is, you know, to, to any veterans that I hope listen to this podcast is when you get an offer letter, or when you take a job, that does not mean your transition is over, okay? The transition continues and continues because you are now into, a, you're just in a new world with new responsibilities and new people. And for lack of a better phrase, you have to learn how to act. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, providing value is one piece of the puzzle, but you need to learn how to assimilate. And it's it's not as hard as, as it can be. It's not as hard as you make it out to be if you learn how to network and brand yourself, which is why I, I am in this space and why you and I connected, yeah. <laughs> you know, because I know how to be out there in the network and you know how to do the same with conversations with high achievers. I mean, yeah. it's, it's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned networking and that's something I do want to address. How can people make networking easier? Because some people go about it all wrong. Networking does not start with an ask, period. Thank uh, I, you. Mean, I mean, it's just not that way, okay? It's, it's, I'm interested in what you're doing, can you tell me more? Would you like to have, uh, can we have a Zoom call? Can I take you to coffee? I am very, very, very big on making virtual connections, face-to-face -face connections, if possible, when you make connections on some of those spaces like LinkedIn. Uh, but the th but what you need to do is be very altruistic in your intentions. If you just want to talk to someone because they're big or because they're a VP or because they served in the Marine Corps, that's, that's not enough. If you have very specific questions and you would like to talk about perhaps a difficulty in a transition, or how do you think the best way to position myself to work for this firm in this industry is? But first... How about we just get to know each other and, and just build a relationship, build potentially a friendship? Because what if we don't like each other? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. Then you might take it personally that I'm not inclined to help you. Right. So you don't, you don't go in with an ask. You learn about each other. And one of my best interviews is with Beth Comstock. She was the former vice chair of GE. She goes, I don't look at it like networking. She goes, I hate networking. She goes, I'm always the one at the chip bowl at, at events. And she goes, what I like to do is just learn about other people. So instead, I just focus all my questions on them. And it's not a, it's not a tactic. If you're genuinely interested, like I was telling you on the break, I'm, I'm interested in some of you know your first interviews or these, these, this interview. And 
how it's transcended and what it looked like. If there's a genuine interest there and you want to learn about the other person, that mm -hmm. is pretty much all that needs to happen. And then things, and then just things starts to transpire that you didn't expect. But if you go in with an ask and an expectation, you're dead in the water already. Absolutely. It's all about providing value first. And usually when I have someone on my show like this, uh, and it's somebody that I want to connect with further. I do this for them first because I'm promoting them. It's not about me. It's about them. It's always about them. I've been on shows it. where the host is all about them. Yes. Those shows aren't, are not fun to be on and they're just not. No, but, uh, yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about uh, leadership because I love this topic. I one of, My very first book was a student leadership book. And so I resonate with this topic a lot. Yes. What do you think is the difference or some of the differences between great leadership and poor leadership? Poor leadership, poor leadership is easily, it, I, I describe it as someone who has been given an authoritative position, a managerial position, but have not yet honed in any skills that relate to being empathetic with other human beings. And that might sound ridiculous, but it's the truth. And and the reason I say that is because I told you my leadership expectations were very high at Amazon yes. and, and they were not fulfilled whatsoever. No pun intended. Uh, but, right. um, <laughs> but it was, uh, I would see a lot of technical aptitude, which is great. Of, of course, like you need that if you're going to be the tip of the spear in the retail space or the most well-known company in the world, of course. However, emotional intelligence plays an enormous factor. So the biggest piece of poor communication, or I'm sorry, of poor leadership is is simply communication. And, and I have a communication system. Brian, I mean, it has never failed me. It has never failed me. And it's simply this. I summarize communication in three simple questions. What do I know? Who needs to know? And do they know? I mean, it is really, really that simple. So I don't like to hoard information. If mm -hmm. I find out something and, and you know, the shift is going to be longer or we need to send people home or whatever the scenario is, like, okay, I, I am now have new information. Who needs to know it? My assistant manager's my senior leader, ex and so-and-so, and do they know? Have I told them? No, because that's probably the most critical part. Have I told them or do they know? Because yeah. once we get into those situations is where people start to get a little bit uncomfortable or maybe they felt like they were left out or they got the they didn't get the information real time and they felt like you were holding on to something. So that's what I would say is poor leadership is, is the inability to be empathetic with other human beings and having, uh, you know, very low aptitude for communicating appropriately on the on the great leadership side. I would just say, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I'm the first one in and the last one to leave. It, it really doesn't come down to that. Uh, what it comes down to is your your efficiency and how you can bestow that efficiency onto others. Uh, everyone, every manager that you come in contact with or anyone that's working around you, I don't like to say anyone working for you, I say working around you because it's yeah. such a team effort. Um, you know, it's, it's can you teach, everyone's gonna be different, every human being slightly different. So you have to learn how to communicate in different ways, but can you, can you impart efficiency? Can you impart, and, and, and it's not simply in, in, in the task, it is the why behind everything you do. So whenever you ask someone to do something, not tell them. So if I said to you, Brian, I need you to X, Y, Z, that's not the same as if, Brian, do you think we can, we, we, not I, do you, or you can, do you think we can try this? I wanna see how it works. Here's the why. Yeah. If you give the why, you're not only explaining your rationale, but you're enhancing the business acumen of both parties because that 
automatically allows them the opportunity to convey why they don't think it's a great idea. And if you are able to take that in, then you're gold. You're gold. Yeah, yeah. You know, leadership is so important and that is part of a really excellent corporate culture. Corporate culture is so important. What should executives do to proactively establish a winning culture so that people want to come to you and stick around? Talk. Talk to people. You, it's so easy to hide behind numbers, behind metrics, behind reports, behind meetings. I mean, I, I, there's just so many excuses in the book. What you have to do is literally audit your day. Okay, audit your day and say, how much time am I actually spending with my people? Would it kill me if I came in 15 minutes early and as people were trickling in, I said hi, even if they're not in my department? Or what if I was saying goodbye to the people that are, are leaving the shift? even more because then you just become a face that people recognize then you start to learn people's names then that starts going into other conversations then you start getting emails uh you know randomly about hey i met you once uh when i was leaving the building um you know i was wondering if you might be able to you know help me out with this issue and then whether or not you're able to help them at least they know the olive olive branch has been extended because you've made yourself visible so being visible being present and talking to your people is the most important thing now this is where it gets tricky and i'm so glad you talked about the mentioned corporate culture yeah are you able you have to ask yourself this Am I in a position where I am able to literally pass up the chain of command, quote unquote, that we have too many meetings or I don't need to be at this meeting or this checklist is very robust. I would like to cut it in half and I would like to just, you know, have your permission to do it my way for two weeks. I'd be really happy if you let me do it for four weeks and just kind of show you uh, what we could do if we, again, just focus on being brilliant at the basics, fo focusing on the fundamentals and allowing me as a manager or someone in the leadership position to engage, engage, engage with the people around me. I love that. How do you think companies can retain talent better? Retaining talent better comes down to this. I'm, I'm so glad you asked that. It's it's not an exit interview and determining what went wrong. It's stay interviews. Check in, check in often, check in often. I mean, no one wants to, it, because by the time you get into that room, no one's going to be talked out of their decision. I mean, at least I haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. So what if you just really, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot, a lot of company cultures have one-on-ones mm -hmm. um, and, and here's, here's one tactic. Um, and I, I, I really pray some of the leaders out there listen to this one. One-on-ones are designed to be about the person who's being evaluated and, and to determine their trajectory, their growth, um, you know, what they accomplished last week, last month, last quarter, whatever it may be. But if you start a one-on-one, -on -one, if you start your meeting with, tell me what I've been doing well, what I haven't been doing well, and what I could do to improve, you know, the working environment for you, what can I do for you? If you start with them giving you the feedback about you, it completely changes the tone of what you're talking about. And if you do that on a routine basis, you're gonna retain talent. No one's ever chosen to leave any team I've led.
That's fantastic. We're coming up against our next break. My very special guest this week is Rich Cardona, and we're talking about leadership and corporate culture. Lots of really great topics, and we're going to talk about a lot more when we come back from the break. This is Success Profiles Radio, and uh, and Rich has his own podcast, and I'm going to ask him who some of his favorite interviewees are, and I want to ask him how he met Gary Vaynerchuk. I love that guy. He's amazing. We'll come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. We'll be right back. and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Rich Cardona. And uh, if you've not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes, why not? Go ahead and do it. It's free to do. A review would be fantastic. You can hear any past episode. I've had over 325 episodes so far, and this is an amazing show. I'm enjoying this one immensely. So, Rich, I would like to ask you first, what is the biggest risk you've taken in business? <laughs> Is 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 going into business for myself? Uh, yep. I, I mean, it's it's an incredibly tall risk, but like you, I, I'm assuming you're going to agree with me. But once you taste it, and what I mean is some sort of momentum, if if it if it truly has been kind of underlying in, in, in inside you or your DNA, the entrepreneurial spirit, the 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 excitement of the journey with. Uh, the work ethic to carry it out and understand that you will need extraordinary patience. Um, it just becomes amazing. Uh, so going into it for myself has certainly been the biggest risk, but the reward is, is, is incredible and it's still happening. Absolutely. So you love interviewing people just like I do. How did you discover your passion for that? Uh, um, so Claude Silver is the chief heart officer at VaynerMedia. Um, when I was now, I found Gary Vaynerchuk a couple years ago, and and 
it, it, it's so funny because anyone who doesn't know Gary Vaynerchuk, he's he's hard to like at first, and then it just really sinks in because it is what you see is what you get, and no frills. It is it is actual, factual, real, and I've interviewed him. It's the same thing. But uh, I, I found him, and I was just kind of perusing some of his YouTube videos, and I came across uh, one of them that's a chief, uh, our chief heart officer, Claude Silver. I'm like, what is a chief heart officer? You got to be kidding me! I, I said to myself, you know, and I, this is still in my disgruntled days. I'm like, that sounds ri- so fluffy and ridiculous. Right. I watched this YouTube video on Claude Silver, and I fell in love with her. And she's literally in charge of the company culture at VaynerMedia, and um, so. During, you know, I was connecting with a lot of people on LinkedIn. I sent her a long message and she wrote back, you sound awesome. Let's chat. And 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 here I was at Amazon, this disgruntled person. And, and she just kind of sent that, that two line message after I felt like I wrote a novel and I, and I was so excited. Uh, you know, so fast forward, it, it's coming time for me where things are coming to a head and, and I'm just so so disappointed with my decisions to stay. I wanted out. And she was telling me for months, she was an, an informal mentor. Rich, you're in the driver's seat more than you think. Rich, you're in the driver's seat more than you think. Like this is this is your situation. And right. and I just didn't understand what she meant. And then she was my first I FaceTimed her in the car when with my wife and my then year and a half uh, year old daughter. I said, I'm done. And I told her and she was like, I mean, she was so happy and it was so weird. You don't usually tell people you quit and, and there's just this uh, kind of celebration, so to speak. So uh, I, I, I wanted to meet her in person since I hadn't. We were living, we were now living in Virginia and I, I took a train up to see her and I went and, and I told my wife, I'm, I'm taking a risk and I am going to ask her if I could just kind of document her and interview her, follow her around, so to speak. And and before I could even finish, she says, yeah, I trust you. I, I mean, I was ready to pitch my brains out, like just just tell her why and, and all these things. And she's just like, yeah. I trust you. It was Good. so simple. <laughs> so uh, to, to answer your question, what happened was the very first time I went to New York to to follow her, so to speak, we went to a panel that she was going to be on across the city. We're in the cab and I'm filming her, asking her these very, I don't know, just kind of corny questions then we're on the way back we had a blast we're on the way back and then we start talking about very real things we start talking about life she starts asking me without hesitation unflinchingly about ptsd about combat about the marine corps about what it's like getting out and then i have exchanges with her about her about becoming a mother you know near uh, around 50 years old about working for the pied piper of new york city about you know having to listen to everybody how do you have time to listen to what what you need for yourself all these yeah. things we we're done we get back to vayner media cab opens up she goes why weren't we recording that and that's it <laughs> and the light bulb mm. went off and i said i am now on a mission to interview c suite executives and I want to know about them. Okay, everyone could, I could look up your business. I could look up this radio show, but I want to know about you, Brian. That is the purpose of, those are the purposes of my interview because that is going to be the new recruiting tool of the future. Yeah. If you see interviews, candid interviews, and all of mine have been candid, I cannot believe how much people share with me. Uh, it, it it just creates this this 
kind of level playing field, so to speak. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if there's a chief financial officer who has two daughters he's got to put through college and it's actually stressful and he's trying to go to their softball games because they have a chance for a scholarship or this CTO runs a marathon once a month in honor of, you know, someone who passed away in her family and she dedicates every marathon to them, whatever it may be, those stories are interesting. Those people are interesting and they're far more than a title. And they, right. in my opinion, need to come out from behind the curtain a little bit and their brand needs to be out there. We all have a story to tell and you and I do the same thing because we love to have conversations with high achievers. Absolutely. What did you get from your conversation with Gary Vaynerchuk? <laughs> with Gary V, I will tell you, I told him exactly what I told you. I said, I, I, I said to him, he goes, what can I do to help you? And I said, I loathe bad leadership he goes and he just goes stop and i i i i was like i was ready to just spill everything he goes that's your problem and i said what are you talking about and he goes you're judging people mm. and i was just like and, and i sat I, I i felt like 10 minutes i sat pondering that and I, I, you know, he's, he, um, you know, he, <laughs> he doesn't have a filter, so to speak. Right. So, so I, I said, I can't believe expletive, expletive. You just, you know, clarified that for me. He goes, and he just started laughing hysterically. He goes, that's what I do. He goes, yeah. I, uh, he goes, I understand people. He goes, if you are able to go in completely on the offense, not about what anyone could do for you and not judging anyone about anything, about how they lead, about how they do things, he goes, your world's going to change, brother. And I'm like, okay. And, and he gave me some more advice after that. But that easily was the biggest takeaway. And wow. you know what? I, I mean, you know how terrible that is to hear about yourself, but you know how great it was at the same time so I could work on it immediately? Right. And, and that was it. But I mean, it was incredible. And I'm actually scheduled to have a follow up with him in the fall to be like, OK, it's been a year. Here's what's happened. Wow. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, that's incredible. Do you find that there have been some common themes among some of the really successful people that you've talked to? The most common theme I could tell you easily. Um, and, and I've been I obviously had no idea you were going to ask that. The first thing that comes to mind is focus. And what I mean by focus is there are so many things that everyone tries to juggle everyone tries to be such a high performer tries to do this and, and i mean we're all many of these people i've interviewed are type a personalities and, and they have confidence but they they have low confidence at the same time they have they're actually very extra or introverted a lot of these people but they have to be extroverted to be visible and, and all these other things but in order to balance everything that they want to do and want to achieve they the common theme is, is simply to focus on one thing. You have to be known as the master or, you know, the, the master of something before yeah. you could become the master of multiple things. And again, this kind of goes back to being brilliant at the basics. So I want to be known as someone who is able to easily be known as, as, as the guy who helps enhance your personal brands, helps you craft your message and put it out there. Not your business message, your message. What do you want to share with the world? What do you have to share about your life, about how you run business, about your good days, about your bad days that can impact people on the outside? So while that is my core thing, so to speak, here I am trying to get a website together, get a mailing list together, get the podcast off the ground, you know, resuscitate some of these YouTube videos that in the beginning were terrible. And now I got the sound fix and all these other things. But you know what? 
many of us are so easily distracted. And my father always likes to give me this analogy. He goes, you have a lot of hamburgers on the grill. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, I know exactly what you mean. So you just have to focus. And, and that leads me to just say, I would say, and you didn't ask this, but I just want to offer this unsolicited advice to entrepreneurs out there. Your number one goal should be to assemble a team that is going to support you and take a lot of different objectives off your plate because there are plenty of people who could do all these things for you and better than you and you need to focus on your gift if you are not explicitly and flagrantly working on what it is that you do that is your quote-unquote unique value proposition and you're doing all these other things i mean nothing's really getting the attention it needs and you're going to fail and i've learned that the hard way already Wow, that is absolutely amazing. So we've got maybe about three minutes to our next break. Tell us what your company does. So Rich Cardona Media is simply there for executives, uh, executives at companies or entrepreneurs. I am there to help you get in front of a camera and to talk. I'm there to help you talk about what your message is, what sets you on fire inside, what it is about what it is about how you came up that made you unable to work for others, or what is it about you that makes you a genius when it comes to climbing the corporate ladder and influencing others. Uh, that is what it is. Now, to, to go a little bit further, social media, you cannot go to any platform right now you cannot go to any platform right now and not see the impact video has over images and text. It's, it's really that simple. Uh, people want to see movement. People are moved by emotion. While pictures can do it and while text can do it, you need mm -hmm. to put yourself in a position to make someone's thumb stop scrolling. And the only way you're going to do that is to have some sort of very good thumbnail that has a play button in the middle of it and they're going to play and you start right off with, uh, you know, wh whatever that subject matter is going to be or whatever clip I chose for you to help you brand yourself. And that's when people start to know you. That's when people start to like you. That's when people start to trust you. And you may have not talked about your business at all in any of the clips I have prepared for you, but as a positive byproduct of people seeing you, they're going to become intrigued and want to look into your business. And if they like you, they're probably going to use some of your services if it's a service-based business. You know, uh, things along, or maybe like you, you're, I mean, you know public speaking better than many people out there and the benefits of it. Right. Can you imagine if if that video content led to getting speaking engagements? That's awesome. So, so that's the point. That's the point. Everyone has a message and I want to help them get it out there. Fantastic. Well, we're coming up against our final break. I can't believe how fast this is going. This is unbelievable. We're having <laughs> such a great time. I, Rich, you and I could go on for hours. Yes, I mean, you, yes. just, you feel like an old friend. <laughs> and I hope we do this again someday down the line as well. Absolutely. We've got another segment to go. And uh, Rich Cardone is my very special guest. This is Success Profiles Radio. I'm going to ask him about, about the importance of celebrating small wins. I think a lot of us forget to do that. And the importance of investing in yourself and a whole lot more. We're coming down the stretch when we return from the break, this is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will come right back on the other side. Be right back.
is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. With a cutting edge. It's Nairo critics, or the people who study dreams, tell us that the kind of television you watched as a child can affect your dreams today. For instance, if you had a black and white TV, you might be prone to colorless dreams. I'm pretty sure I dream in color, but my friends say it's a pigment of my imagination. It has been suggested the type of cheese you eat can also impact your dreams. This might be a bit hard to digest, but a study conducted by the British Cheese Board discovered that people who ate cheddar cheese dreamt more about celebrities, while folks who ate blue cheese experienced more bizarre dreams. A bad dream could give you matatulapia, or the bad mood you experience when you get up on the wrong side of the bed. It's Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Rich Cardona. And we talked about how um, he has a company that helps people raise their visibility through video content specifically. And I want to ask, Rich, why is celebrating small wins so important? I think a lot of us forget about that or we just take them for granted because they don't seem like a very big deal. Mike Trout is very well known because he hits plenty of home runs. Uh, his on-base percentage is incredible and, and all this. My favorite baseball player of all time is Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter is not known for going yard very often. Okay, right. Derek Jeter was known for being consistent always. Uh, I mean, I, And let me just tell you, I went and saw him at uh, Yankees spring training many years ago. And everyone is laughing, having a good time, uh, getting ready, getting warmed up, Jorge Posada, Mo. I mean, all, all these great Yankees are having a great time. And Derek Jeter is all business. I swear to you, I never saw him crack a smile. <laughs> so mm. there just has to be, you know, incredible intent. Um Incredible intent in, in what you do, and it needs to be it needs to be very consistent. So small victories are those hits. Mm -hmm. Like if and, and maybe you've been in the same boat, Brian, but I, I recently got to a place where I felt like I was stuck in the mud. And I was like, you know what? Let me just get out a piece of paper and, and write down everything that's happened this week. Who who have I talked to this week? Who have I helped this week? What did I learn this week? You know, how, how what are some of the metrics of some of my clients this week? 
you know, did I have a great day with my daughter yesterday? All these different small victories. It doesn't have to come in, 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 in terms of, you know, financial gains, so to speak, or being on the biggest podcast of all time or getting a ton of views on, on Instagram or whatever it may be. If you don't practice the skill of cherishing the small victories, the home run's going to be meaningless as well. Yeah. I, I really think so because yeah. it, it's just once in a while. And if you're yeah. consistent, you know, so, so I think it's really important to develop that skill quickly in entrepreneurship. Absolutely. How important has it been for you to invest in yourself and how has that accelerated your career? You can go down a bad road with investing in yourself. So when you, when you need help, that's good for business. <laughs> that's good yes. for anyone's business. So you will be convinced very quickly that you need help with this. You need help with this. I mean, all these rabbit holes you could go down to, uh, that you could go down that, can leave you with a lot of debt. And, and I've been there. A lot of my interviewees, uh, interviewees have been there. Shalene Johnson, one of my favorite interviews, her and her husband accumulated almost half a million dollars in debt. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and, and they did all these different courses, podcast courses, website courses, this, this, public speaking. All, and they were all out of order and it was just crazy. And she, she said, it's because I had a lack of focus. I was try- and, and during this time, she somehow had the idea that she wanted to go to law school. And it was, I couldn't believe she told me that. I was laughing in the interview. It was like, uh, you know, she, she, it wasn't disrespectful, but I was just like, what? So investing in yourself is really, really important. You just have to do it right. So this is my advice when it comes to investing in yourself. At the beginning of whatever webinar you watch that ultimately you know is going to lead to some 50% off of this or that, was this even on your radar? period mm. to begin with. Okay. Like, right. If I had no intent of starting a podcast and I was just convinced that I need to start a podcast, then it could probably wait. Mm-hmm. It could probably wait. If I just got convinced that I need to start an online course about leadership development after an hour of sitting through this, then maybe it can wait as well. Why don't I yeah. just focus on over delivering on my clients or if it's personal goals or, or small, why don't I focus on making sure that my accountant has everything squared away, that my lawyer has my terms and conditions for my proposal squared away in a way that protects me. You know, all these little things, fundamental pieces of a business. There is certainly an order in which you want to do it, but investing yourself is key. And when you find the right people to invest in, um, you know, you don't, don't question it. Uh, meaning, let's just say you were going to teach me about public speaking and, and how to, you know, get all these gigs and, and just travel the world. And, and if, if I follow your system, if I commit to that and I make the financial investment, I need to keep the blinders on. So that way I'm not looking around at anything else that might be enticing. I need to do exactly what you say. And this is what everyone does. Okay. People hire coaches, people hire personal trainers, and you go against what they say, because somehow you think, you know, better in that moment. You, you can't do that. If you mm-hmm. invest, you need to do exactly what they say, and you need to do it for a long period of time. Okay, and then you just need to see. And at that moment, if you're still a year later, two years later, unhappy, then okay, you need to just let that be a sunk cost. And and you need to know that you gave it your true effort. Otherwise, you're just going to find yourself accumulating more debt with all the great flavors of ice cream, I like to say that are out there that you want to try. Right. Absolutely. So Rich, I want to ask you this. What does it mean to honor yourself? Honoring yourself means not giving power to others. And, 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 and what I mean by that is my business is based off, off helping people provide value 
because I'm giving them visibility. Everyone has value to offer, okay? So I need to give them visibility. However, however, honoring yourself means not being powerless by people's opinions of what you're doing, uh, by not you know, letting yourself dwell on negative feedback, by not taking into consideration every aspect of unsolicited advice that you get from your mentors, from your board of advisors. Mm -hmm. Honoring yourself means being confident in your voice and that win, lose, or draw, you stay true to that. It's so easily, easily, it's easy to get convinced that you could do so many different things better. And like I said, that's good for business. Yeah. But if you're not in touch with that aspect of yourself and you don't have a self-awareness to just hold firm, then you're just giving the power to everybody else. Yeah. And if those people have the power over you, you're just going to fail. And, it, and it, it's, it's, and it's, it's very tough, but you have to honor yourself by not Absolutely. giving your power away. Sure. What's the best, best advice you've ever received? Oh, wow. Talk less, listen more. Uh, I love to talk and I love to hear, and I love to, to, I love, I'm one of those people who love to give advice. I love the, I love to provide mentorship guidance. I love to talk to prospects about the importance of video branding and getting their message out there. But I cannot think of a single time where it benefited. It did not benefit me to just shut up and listen more. I mean, you just want to know all the ins and outs of these people, or you want to know all the ins and outs of, of the person that you're that's seeking help from you, whether it's a family member, whether it's a friend, or whether it's a client. Uh, just listen, just listen. Just and I like to. I, I don't know who said this. You need to summon your patience, and you need to actively listen without preparing whatever it is you have to say. You and that, you know how hard that is to do. Well, <laughs> so, I was just going to say that's harder than it sounds. Absolutely. So, can you temper that and just listen and be completely present so that way when they're done, they say you know, they say to you they're staring at you and they say I mean, I, I think that's it. That's when you know. That's that's literally the signal that you could talk. <laughs> Otherwise, right. just let them continue on and continue on and continue on because you will do so much more learning than you will, you know, whatever it is, it is you think you could teach. You'll do much more by just learning about the other person. Fantastic. What are some of the most influential books you've ever read? Uh, the Messy Middle by Scott Belsky is ridiculous. Uh, I, I love it. It's just simply about the journey of entrepreneurship and how everyone shows the beginning and the end, but no one talks about the middle because it's ugly. It's terrifying and it's, <laughs> and it's just full of just a big mess. Um, Mark Manson is my favorite author. Uh, you know, he has a, a, a book, well, two books now, but The Subtle Art of Not Giving, a uh, Mm -hmm. ex expletive um right. that's that that that's a absolute game changer for me I, I think i gifted that book to like 10 people and um and then one i'm currently reading uh gosh what is it uh, i can't remember uh, entrepreneurial you by dory clark who i've also interviewed uh it, that is a, an incredible blueprint on how to approach your medium when it comes to entrepreneurship because yeah. like i kind of discussed you could go so many different routes but knowing your medium and how to go after it is is certainly um something that needs to get solved very early on absolutely what has surprised you about entrepreneurship mm. I, not much so far uh i I've, I've gone into this 
expecting nothing and expecting a lot of failure, expecting a lot of no, expecting a lot of me laughing at something I did a week ago. Like that was a terrible edit, Mm -hmm. Uh, laughing at some of the questions, laughing at the fact that my mic wasn't on for this entire interview with this person who has 800,000 followers on LinkedIn, all these, all these, all these aspects of um, entrepreneurship. But um, I, I, I know the propensity to do things imperfectly. It always brings me back to what I said in the beginning, being brilliant at the basics. Like once I get my basics mastered, I have the right gear, I have the right team, I have the right everything, uh, then things are really going to take off. But what I, I'll tell you what, sorry, what has surprised me is the ability to actually get better every day. Mm. Every, you have the cleanest possible slate compared to any job you could ever work as an entrepreneur because as long as you don't quit, then you never fail. Right. <laughs> it's it's really that simple. The next day when you open your eyes, if you're excited to be an entrepreneur, then you won. Yeah, that is awesome. So we've got less than two minutes until the end. Rich, here's the question I ask everybody at the end. Who inspires and motivates you? Wow. Uh, I mean, obviously, I, I, I mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, I'm just going to I'm going to stick with uh, Claude uh, Silver. And, and I know I mentioned her in the beginning, but I, I texted her two days ago and I said, you I feel like a plant that you just consistently water. Um, I think the most difficult thing to do as a human being is to, you know, fill up your coffee cup, so to speak, with everyone else's problems, everyone's issues, everyone's desires, everyone's needs. And I think that's almost superhuman. And I've tried to take that into consideration uh, and, and try to really look at the big picture of what I'm trying to do, how I'm trying to do it, and to realize that my setbacks are nothing there's always someone worse off. So if I'm able to, again, talk less and listen more, and I have that kind of empathy, I think you start to form better relationships. And instead of having people in your corner, Mm -hmm. you have people in your circle. Awesome. And how can we find you and learn more about you as we uh, Yeah, richcardonamedia.com. Uh, I love, I'm obsessed with LinkedIn. Please find me on LinkedIn at Rich Cardona, Instagram, Rich Cardona Media, uh, et cetera. And, and please DM me anytime about anything and I will get back to you. And Brian, thank you so, so, so much for having me on. Uh, you were fantastic. Thanks, Rich, for being here. And thanks to all of you for listening to Success Profiles Radio this week. Join me every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview another world-class achiever, learn what they did to succeed, what they overcame, and the lessons that we can learn from it. Until next week, you all have a good one, everyone. Take care. Goodbye. Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.